Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we share stories on how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Hello and welcome to episode 33, From Being Paralyzed to Healing Yourself. While in college, Gary went from being a top-level gymnast to breaking his neck and lying in a hospital bed paralyzed. He went on to achieve a complete recovery within three years of his accident by breaking through barriers, removing limiting beliefs, and persevering. After his recovery, Gary was asked to be on the national U.S. coaching staff for women's gymnastics and took the young women all over the world to achieve gold medal success. Gary has been speaking and entertaining the gymnastic world nationally and internationally for over 30 years. In today's episode, Gary shares his miraculous story that anything is possible. His positive mindset and determination changed the course of his life, and now he's sharing his message to the world. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, Gary. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to hear about you and your story, and I think my audience is going to be as well. Well, thank you, Carney. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I always start out the love. Le- um, I always start out the podcast talking about the love lesson and what a love lesson is for those that are listening is a situation an ex- an experience. It's something in your life that changed who you are, that put you into a different trajectory of where your life, where you thought your life was going to be. And it all of a sudden shifted in a new direction. And your story in particular is a perfect example of a love lesson of how your life completely shifted from point A to point C. So I'm excited for you to share it. Sure. Well, I was a gymnast in college, you know, a high level competitive gymnast. And one day at practice, I was doing a vault that only two or three people in the country were trying at the time. And I made a snap decision in the middle of the vault to kick out of the vault, thinking it was a good decision. And I landed on my head from eight and a half feet in the air, completely knocked me out, broke my neck, and I was paralyzed. Uh, I spent eight weeks in the hospital and about halfway through that time, um, the doctors came in and said that I wasn't responding to any of the treatments so that I was gonna be paralyzed for the rest of my life. And I said, no, (laughs) that's not my plan, doc. And so um, being a gymnast, I had visualized all of my routines over the years and things. And so I started visualizing myself healthy and and back to normal and everything. And I healed myself with with the power of my mind. And uh, it took me like three years completely to come back all the way to competition. And I competed again, did the vault that broke my neck. Um, And then I went on to a coaching career um, in the private, you know, club sector. And that injury gave me a thirst for knowledge. So I developed a program that developed total body awareness so that none of my athletes would ever get hurt like I did. I didn't want that to happen to any of my athletes. 
And my, my gymnasts were so successful that I was asked to be on the USA coaching staff. And I got to travel around the world with the USA team. So I guess you would say that breaking my neck was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. And it completely changed the way my life was going. I'm still caught up on the fact that the doctor said you were not going to walk again. And you were like, no, how about no? And I'm going to walk. (laughs) So what was your visualization? Like, did you like literally every day, every moment, just imagine yourself walking and just held that vision strong? Yeah. You know, when you're laying flat on your back in the hospital and traction and you can't move and you're just staring straight up at the ceiling, which by the way, didn't even have any dots in it to count. <laughs> I was just staring there. I, I, um, I just went to my training, you know, like visualizing and I got so specific that I even saw the nerve impulses going from my brain back into my muscles and making them work. I was a, just, you know, a physiology kinesiology major, which is a fancy word for a PE major. And I knew the human body. So I just visualized all that happened. And then I visualized myself going back to school, being with my friends, you know, going to parties, football games, dances, back in the gym, working out, back competing, going on to my, you know, dream job with my mentor and coach at home in the private club sector. And so I I just kept that positive attitude 24 seven. I'm, this is me being speechless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so then of course you, with, with the visualization, you also did, you also worked out and did all the PT physical things that you were required to at the same time. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, back then in 1972, there wasn't a lot of physical therapy and different things like they didn't have MRIs then or any of that kind of thing, just had x-rays. So we didn't know the extent of all the damage. And so, And I think, you know, like what, you know, always with doctors, you know, they're going to be on a conservative side because, you know, of insurance reasons, they're going to come in and tell you the worst news always. So, you know, I just thought, well, I'm not going to accept that diagnosis and prognosis. I'm going to do what I feel inside. And I think, you know, a lot of it had to do with my age. I was 20. I didn't know a lot. I didn't know any better, but something inside of me, you know, internally, you know, and I think that's, you know, your higher self, the love, the ultimate love in this world and universe, you know, said, you know, you know, you can heal yourself, you, you can do this, you know, which was which went, went right along with what my mother used to teach me when I was a kid, you know, and my mom was this four foot 11, 95 pound, tough Iowa farm girl that always told me that dynamite comes in small packages. And she said that when you put your mind to it, you can do whatever you want. And I think along with her, and then listening to my, you know, intuition, um, you know, I just overcame it. I just, you know, decided that's it. And once you make a decision, it's kind of like the love of the universe gets behind you and starts making things happen, even though I was still laying there, you know, paralyzed and in pain. So, yeah. Yeah. But you were seeing your, your future self and matching your current situation to that vibration. And then life brought you to that space. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So- you know, and it's, I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say that, you know, it, it was, it was amazing because, you know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, has a book out about these kind of things and he has all the science behind it. And I thought, oh my God, when I read his book, I thought, wow, now they got proof of what I did. I didn't even know what I did. <laughs> I just yeah. followed my heart, you know, yeah. but uh, it's cool to have science behind it now. Yeah. I mean, it's ultimate self-love. Like you were like, I'm not surrendering to this. I love myself to know that I can I have the power 
to change my circumstance. And I think it's important for people to realize that we all have enormous power within ourselves to shift our circumstances. Yeah, I think that, you know, when, once you realize the power of your mind, you know, and, and, and we all have the, the mind is the great equalizer, you know, and the thing is, is the mind is actually only the tool for your ultimate intelligence, your higher self, your intuition, the love that you are, and your mind is just there to follow that and empower you that way. Yeah. And I just, I'm just amazed. I'm still amazed. And so when you decided to now become a coach, how, and I know athletes are really good at visualization. So mm -hmm. how did you, what did you, techniques did you teach your athletes to stay positive and stay on course? Was there any special thing that you learned in your process that you are now teaching people? Well, you know, the, the, the main thing is, is developing total body awareness and not just physically, but emotionally and mentally also and basics. You know, the, the, the reason that I got hurt was lack of awareness. And I, you know, my, my uh, training, I skipped steps in my training. Oh. And so when I got lost, you know, I didn't even know I was in trouble until it was too late to save myself. Mm -hmm. So when I developed my program, I developed a step-by-step a, a -step progressive program that developed total body awareness. And then I also made people aware of, you know, like, okay, now when you're in a situation like this, you know, you can make an adjustment midair, you know, uh -huh. nobody else, you know, the judges aren't going to know if you're, if you made a mistake when you took off for this skill, but you are, and then you're going to be able to make the adjustment and, and first and utmost be safe. Mm -hmm. And then second, you're going to be consistent. And I think the thing that, that the basics taught my kids was not to shy away from the struggle because basics are boring, a pain in the rear end, you know, and no fun. Right. And, but, you know, if you can make yourself go through that, and that's how life is too, we're going to hit struggles, you know, if you can make yourself go through the basics, it's going to allow you to reach your full potential. And it gave my kids so much confidence and awareness, total awareness of what they were doing that, you know, they knew, you know, at any time, like they, they, when they initiated a skill, they go, Oh, I'm going to nail it. Cause I, I perfectly set it up or, Oh my God, I screwed up. I got to make an adjustment, you know, and they save themselves. So I think what it was, was they had so much confidence, you know, in their abilities after learning all that awareness. And it took a while. And I think one of the things that I did, one of the best techniques that I ever did was I asked my students questions. I just didn't spoon feed them here. Like do this, do this, do this, do this, and keep going. I would say, you know, what did you feel on that? And lots of times they would come back and say, well, I didn't feel anything. And I'd say, perfect. That's where we start from, you know, and let me know when you do feel something. And then they would go, oh, yeah, I felt this. I go, yeah. And they go, go, oh, now I get it. You do this, this and this. And that's it. And I go, yeah. And you see the light bulb turn on. And so that was exciting for me. And I think just by being consistent and sticking with the basics and developing their total awareness is is what gave them the confidence to be successful. And I love that because I feel like it could be applied to anything in life, having awareness about who you are, what you're doing, how you feel about it, and creating that mind-body connection to anything that you do in life because it totally shifts things when you're aware yeah. of your actions and how you feel and the energy you put behind something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think one of the things that that I like now, you know, in, in my in you know helping people is that to make them aware of you know, their programming and their patterns and their beliefs that they're really not even aware of that are holding them back. Right. You know, 
And so when you can say like, oh yeah, you know, maybe you should look at it this way, you know, give them a different perspective and they go, oh, and then, then they have their aha moments and they go, oh my gosh, that's not the truth. You know, I, I think that, you know, for me, it's exciting to, because, you know, like when I was writing my book, I had a lot of aha moments by connecting the dots of my life from childhood all the way through to now. And all of a sudden I realized one of the stories, you know, like I, you know, like how we blame people for something like, right. you know, I blamed my dad my entire life for teaching me the wrong way. He was a great man and he, and, and he, and he taught me so much and he never told me I was doing anything wrong or, you know, he never reprimanded me. He never was abusive verbally or anything like that. He, he just taught me, but he was, I didn't realize that he, you know, he was on a time schedule in those days to get things done. And he, you know, and he was including me in all of his tasks that he had to do around the house. And he taught me so much, you know, what to do, but what he would do is, you know, when, when we had, when he, we had to get something done, he would send me away to go get a tool and then he'd finish the job for me while I was gone. And that screamed loud and clear to me, you know, and my little person inside said, Oh, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, talented enough to do this job. He took it away from me. And so my whole life, I blamed him for that. And then I realized one day in my kitchen, you know, a few years ago, wow, if my dad hadn't taught me that way, I wouldn't have become the coach that I was. I wouldn't have reached my potential as a coach because I found a different way to teach with compassion and, and including people, inclusion. You know, and inclusion's a form of love. We all need that. Exactly. And so when I included everybody in it, then the teaching went both ways. I learned as much from my students as I ever taught them. So all of a sudden I go, oh, thank you, dad. Thank you for teaching me the way you did. I have a whole new perspective. And I think if people could connect the dots of their life that way, you know, and hopefully that's what my book will help people do is that, you know, they'll get a new perspective and say, oh my gosh, if that wouldn't happen, I wouldn't be who I am today. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I did that with my parents as well. Cause you start yeah. to think, oh, you did this, you did this. And then I'm like, well, actually I'm grateful that you did that because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have this level of resilience if you had done X, Y, and Z. So I think all of us can look back at all the bad quote unquote bad things that have happened to us in the past mm. and find the miracles and the, um, the lessons. Yeah. Yeah. The gifts in them. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when we can realize the gift in each and everything that we've, we've experienced, then it just changes our whole mindset. Right. Where it becomes more of the victorious mindset of more of a loving mindset and acceptance. Cause I mean, a part of loving yourself is accepting all aspects of yourself, including the things that you feel like are unlovable or mm -hmm. somebody did this to you. And there's so many things that are, so many ways our mind tricks us to not yeah. fall in love with ourselves because we're not good enough or we're not worthy. And all these stories that we've told yeah. ourselves over the years. Yeah, and it's so true because, and you know, and every single person on the planet has has talents and gifts, you know, that they can share with everyone, you know, and and it's and it's funny because it's, you know, I had a saying in the gym, you know, it's <clears throat> it's the little things that make a huge difference in the outcome of a skill, you know, a minor adjustment, and you know, like I know, you know, for me, my 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 gift, you know, which I didn't really realize until my coach, you know, in high school, my mentor realized it and asked me to, you know, come in and start coaching when I was 16 years old, you know, and I fell in love with it. And then I thought, well, there's my gift. I, I'm a, I can communicate, I can teach, you know, yeah. but people have, you know, talents for cooking 
or, you know, or cleaning or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, they, every one of us has it and people don't think it's worthwhile or worthy, you know, and it is because, you know, what, what they can do naturally is I, I can't do it at all, you know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, if they can show me how to do it or whatever, then it's, it's, it, it's great. And then you're sharing the love of, you know, your talents with other people. And I feel like that's the gift of humanity, because if there's 100 people, each person can do something different. And as a community, we can really create something because everyone has different talents and different niches. And it could help. It it helps people being able to, like your wife says, step into your genius. Right. It's if you yeah. step into your genius and it's like, oh, you need my help and I need your help. And we all start to um, care for each other in that way where we're coming from a place of love and abundance and giving as opposed to taking. Right. Exactly. You know, and I, I remember, you know, like when I had, you know, my gym, you know, I had, you know, I had staff meetings all the time, every Friday and I would just, you know, I would, I say, okay, uh, you know, I have a plan, you know, for the, for, you know, for this program, but my plan is worthless without you guys carrying it out. And also this is how I teach it and how I spot it or whatever I do, but I can't expect, you know, a five foot, 95 pound, you know, woman instructor to physically spot the way I do. So I would, I would ask, I would, you know, I'd include them and say, you know, I say, Chelsea or, you know, Susie, how do you, how do you spot that skill? And they go, I do it like this. And I go, Oh my gosh, that's ingenious. You know, I would have never thought of that, you know, okay, guys, we're going to do it like this for now, because this is better, you know, so, you know, like I said, I learned as much or more and, and then, and then was, what was so cool was they felt, you know, a part of the program, you know, it was, it, yes, it was my gym, but no, it was our program. Right. And, and with, with their input, it just enhanced the whole situation. Yeah. And I think that's the magic of love you know, like being in your heart and being an open-hearted person allows you to include others and then they feel loved and they can buy in, so to speak, into the vision because yeah. they feel like they're part of it. And I think that's a big part of working together in a loving environment because everyone feels like their voice matters. And I think that's a big part of love, like making people feel important and appreciated and seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I totally agree. That's why I appreciate what you're doing because you're spreading the word of love. <laughs> that is, that's the best thing anybody can do. It's the most powerful energy in the universe. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like, yeah. and it's so interesting because it's a word or an energy that so many people have so many negative attributes to it because of our parenting or childhood or bad relationships. And there's an aspect of love that's unconditional and divine that has nothing to do with romance it has a it's just an energy that yeah. we could use to propel our lives forward yeah that's one of the things i love about you know like again little things you know I, like when i'm out on my bicycle ride or walking or doing whatever you know i wave at people you know and, <laughs> and just and and just to see the reaction back you know what i mean they're all like yeah and they wave and they say hi and how are you you know i mean it it, it just you know a little thing like that or a smile or yeah. whatever it is you know and it's like there's your energy you're talking about because like that's that's the connection of between us all because a wave is what i didn't say anything i didn't but i wave and whoops there's the energy and then whoops here comes the energy back to you people you know, love it's, that it's so i know people i do it. too i love you know i love to do that and it's always so surprising when you're walking somebody's like hey i'm like hi <laughs> 
crazy yeah. stuff, especially during COVID. Everyone's so yep. um, in their own bubble and we have these masks so we can't even see people's smiles anymore. Um, right. So we really all have to just go by the energy of the person because our connection has been severed without the mouth. It's a big part of our face. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a big smiler, so it's been like I have, I've had to learn to smile with my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I've been doing the same thing. I've been trying to, you know, and people seem to respond, you know, when you're around in the store, you know, and you right. go, <laughs> <laughs> and they go, yeah, <laughs> they're back, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny because I've definitely been like using the upper part of my face because, yeah, you know, I want, I still want to sh sh share that joy with people and, you know, not feel limited by a mask. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get into some of the infinite love questions. And what's okay. the name of your book, by the way? Oh, my book is Broken to Brilliant. Oh. oh. You know, overcoming obstacles, create opportunities to achieve the impossible. Okay. And where can people find your book? Well, you can go to brokentobrilliant.com and it'll take you right to the link. Okay. And so this shares your story, how you overcame almost being paralyzed and then steps that people can take to shift their mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's just kind of a, a, a collage of stories from my childhood all the way through that connects the dots of my life that, that, you know, by hoping that, you know, to share my stories with people that they can connect the dots of their life and get a new perspective and say, Hmm, now I can do this, this, or this, you know? Right. I love that. So as an author, are you also a coach? Um, yeah, I, um, I haven't done a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching or anything. Uh, Victoria and I, my wife, have, have done classes together. I'm still um, consulting to uh, private gymnastics schools and, and doing okay. clinics. I'm teaching the teachers now because I can affect more people that way, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, that, and that excites me a lot. Yeah. So the question is, how do you use love in your work? Well, I like first and utmost, I think, is inclusion. You know, I, I include everybody um, by asking them questions to, you know, stem their thought process and their awareness and that kind of thing. And then I also ask for feedback, you know, um, like, w especially with, with staff members or, or, or other coaches, but even with the students, you know, like, it's amazing, you know, when I'm, when I'm teaching, um, you know, I would say, well, you know, I'm giving them all these te technical terms, you know, like you need to, you know, be at this angle and do this or whatever, you know? And uh, so, uh, you know, I would tell them, you know, they get it, you know, like, oh, I got it, I got it. I go, really, what, what, what was it, you know? Well, you know how you were telling me to set my arms in this certain way and all that kind of thing? I said, yeah. So, well, I just thought about leading with my baby fingers. And I go, okay, now that's not a technical term I would use, but, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to use it. I pass it on, you know, and I said, you pass it on, you know, to your teammates also, because, you know, I would tell them, he said, you know, I would rather have 15 of us coaches running around here, including all the students, and then just have me, you know. And then also, too, I think one of the biggest things that I learned was that in teaching or sharing information of any kind, you need to check your ego at the door. You know, my whole philosophy when I was teaching was that I don't care how you get it or who you get it from, just as long as you get it. And lots of times I would, you know, be able to, I spent so much time with my students that I, I could read their facial expressions, their body language, you know, and I'd say, do you understand what I'm telling you? And they go, yeah, yeah. And I go, okay, 
uh, why don't you go over to coach so-and-so and, and work with them for a while, you know? And then they come back and they go, I got it, I got it. And I go, yeah, what'd they say? And they basically said the same thing I did, but they said it in a different way so that it connected with them and they got it. So I think one of the things is, is not being too stuck on, it has to be my way or the highway or whatever. It's just, you know, sharing information and no matter how they get it, you know? Yeah, I love that. How do you, how do you feel your work is used to serve humanity? Well, I think one of the biggest things is, is awareness, you know, making people aware of, uh, I guess, the, you know, their, their life purpose, their full potential, their life path, whatever it is, but making them aware of how magnificent they are and what they're capable of doing and being because, because we've all been kind of browbeaten down over the years from, you know, the media or, or, you know, family or wherever else, you know, and society saying, no, no, you have to be like this. You have to be like that. But, you know, um, once you realize, you know, that uh, the unaware blocks and programming and things that are holding you back, um, then you all of a sudden you can see and say, oh, wait a minute. If that's not the truth, I, I like exposing what I call false truths the things that we believe about ourselves, the perceptions that we have about, about ourselves and our abilities. And, but, you know, and, but they're not really the truth. Like a good example of that is here. I am a man that healed myself from a broken neck and paralysis. Right. But when I was 19 years old, you know, before I got hurt, uh, my girlfriend and a bunch of friends were going to teach me how to snow ski. I wasn't allowed to snow ski because I was a gymnast and coach didn't want me getting hurt. But when I got into college, they want to teach me how to snow ski. So to make a long story short, I went up, I wasn't dressed right. She, you know, she, she got frustrated, didn't know how to teach me. I crashed and burned and bruised my ego, <laughs> you know, and I went to the, I had, I, I left, you know, I said, you guys go ski. And I went back to the lodge and I pouted. And then I made up a story. I said, well, I don't like to be cold and I'm not a snow skier. I'm a water skier. Cause I was really good at water skiing. So I, you know, I made this thing up, but it didn't make any sense because here I am a gymnast. I had taught myself how to ride a unicycle when I was a kid. I had all this balance, strength, and talent to do things, but I couldn't snow ski. And I convinced myself of that until 22 years later, you know, when I was 42 or something, you know, uh, uh, one of my friends says, I'm going to teach you how to snow ski. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not a snow skier. You know, he goes, no, I'm going to teach you. So long story short, again, he, he took me up, dressed me right. He, he instructed me what to do and everything. And within an hour, I was skiing the intermediate slopes. And then I was riding the, the, you know, the snow, you know, the ski lift back up the hill. And I'm in, you know, this beautiful, serene place in Lake Tahoe. And I'm looking at the beautiful, serene scenery and everything. and going, wow, what else have I been missing out in my life? Because mm -hmm. I've, I've been missing out on this experience. What else, you know? And then I, you know, decided to go back to school and, and you know, and, and, the, and it was just kind of like a, a whole, uh, you know, line of sequences of things that happened that led me to writing this book and being where I am right here talking to you today, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, and I, and I wasn't aware of the story I told myself. Mm -hmm. I heard my, you know, I would tell people, oh, no, no, I'm not a snow skier, but I didn't realize that was not the truth. And what else is not, yeah, what else is not the truth, you know, about us? So that's what I like exposing now and sharing that with people. Yeah, it's powerful. It's super powerful. I think you lost your mic, though. Yeah, I lost one of my earphones. 
I think that's an amazing story because I feel like once people go into places that they told themselves no or they were fearful about it, they realize mm-hmm. how amazing it is. Like I never swam because I almost drowned as a kid and I was so, super afraid of water and I didn't swim. And then I wanted to learn how to swim really badly and I joined a master swim team and I learned how to swim. And then I did open ocean swimming. Oh, wow. It was crazy. And all my friends were like, you went from not swimming to master swim team? Because I'm extreme. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go hard. Yeah. More. yeah. And, and then I loved it. I totally love swimming. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm a, like a water baby. Like, why didn't I do this <laughs> earlier? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's I think, you know, I, I encourage people to face their fears as long as it's not dangerous, right. <laughs> you know. But, you know, if you can face them, you know, it, it, it's just amazing what you learn about yourself. Yeah. And then you and then you learn like, oh, my gosh, all this time I believe this about me and it's not true. What else is not true? What else am I capable of doing? You know, and it just opens up the whole floodgates. And that's what's exciting for me now is just to to give people that ability and awareness of you know, like, hey, you think this, but mm, is that really true? Right. Right. You know, questioning yeah. that. So what does it mean for you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? Oh my gosh. It, it, it means everything to me. You know, like, you know, that's why I went into teaching, you know, like sharing information that changes people's lives is just, it just lights me up, you know? Um, and I, I can't, uh, I can't even express how it is, you know, to be able to just, you know, share the love of, you know, my talent with other people, you know, and then, you know, and then watch them, you know, blossom and go on, you know, and, and the thing I think that um, excited me the most was the, the lessons that I learned um, about all of the things that were going on in the background, you know, like, um, I learned one time, you know, the greatest compliment I ever got as a coach, you know, was in a grocery store. <laughs> you know, I was, I was shopping and one of my um, mothers of a former students, you know, was stopped me one day and, you know, and said, Hey, Gary, how are you? And everything. And I, I said, great. And I said, you know, how, how's, how's your daughter Tori? And she goes, Oh man, she's at UCLA. She's got a double major. She's the president of her sorority and she's having the time of her life. And it's all what you taught her in gymnastics. And I went, what? I don't remember that on the curriculum, you know, I, you know, and she goes, yeah. And then I, I, I said, really? And she goes, yep. And then she just, she goes, yeah, she learned all about time management and, you know, conflict resolution and, you know, team building and goal setting and, you know, all these different things. And I'm going, wow, you know, I didn't, I never thought about it, you know, but just by, you know, having a, you know, a, a basic program that I was teaching, these kids got all of these other things out of it, you know, and I think that's the, you know, I, that's what lights me up, you know, to realize that, you know, it's, it's the process and the journey and the things that they're learning that are going to help them outside the gym more than what they did inside the gym. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important to put kids in, in those types of activities when they're young, because I feel like in a lot of ways, it's more useful than school because you learn skills that are applicable to life. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it was, it was amazing to watch the kids, you know, and I was, I was in women's gymnastics. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, nothing against boys, but you know, the, the, the girls are just so much easier to coach <laughs> and there's, you know, they, and they, and they, and they respond differently, but with, to watch the, the girls, you know, like I, 
um, you know, like they would utilize their time all the way. Like I, I set up, you know, desks, you know, along the wall during the vault by the vault runway. And so, you know, they knew that they could, they were doing their homework in between turns because, you know, they were on a tight schedule and they were in the gym for like five or six hours. So, you know, and the older ones were helping the younger ones and everybody was, you know, just cooperating and doing things. And, and it's like, you know, I, you know, I didn't do any of that. They just did it on their own, you know, so just to watch the collaboration and the cooperation between the team, you know, it, it, you know, that made my job fulfilling. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So what do you love most about your life? Oh, I would say first and utmost my physical health <laughs> because it got taken away from me once and I never take it for granted. But you know, this year I'm going to turn 70 and I, I am drug free and pain free and I think that people don't realize that, you know, if they don't have their physical health, it's really hard to have all the other things, you know. So I'm grateful for my physical health, first and utmost. And then I'm grateful for, you know, my family, my grandsons, my wife. Oh, yes, my wife. My wife is amazing. Uh, our house, you know, we have this beautiful house, our dream home. And, it, and it's so full of positive energy, you know. And then we, we have this gorgeous, beautiful backyard which you're invited to come over anytime you want oh, since, you you. Since, since you live close by, um, you know, and it, you know, that's just, just amazing, you know, where we have gatherings and stuff. And I, I think I just, I love my lifestyle, you know, where I, I have time to do what I like to do, you know, and I can take breaks during the day and I go golfing, you know, I'm not very good at it, but I love it. And, you know, so I, I, you know, I just really like all of those things. Sounds amazing. How do you feel you receive love? Well, you know, I think the first way is that I give myself self-love. You know, like um, every morning we have this little ritual. Before we get out of bed, we send love, you know, out. Well, first, you know, we send love to ourselves. I send love to myself, my body, you know, and then my day. And then I send love to, you know, Victoria and then, you know, the immediate family and then, you know, the, the extended family everywhere, you know, and then I send love out to the world. I send love out to, you know, uh, to what, you know, all of my activities of the day. And so I think, you know, the self-love, you know, is that, and I think, you know, the other way is that, um, uh, I guess, you know, um, self-appreciation, um, being able to appreciate everything about my, myself. Cause you know, as all, you know, as all of us, none of us are perfect. Right. So I, I, I appreciate all of the so-called weaknesses I have and the dark side of myself, you know, the shadow side of myself, um, as long as along with, the, you know, the positive things of myself. Um, so those are, I think, the, the two, two or three main things that I do for, you know, love. When do you feel the most love? Oh, gosh, when I, you know, when I'm, when I'm um, teaching, you know, when, when I see the, the proverbial light bulb go over, you know, off on somebody's head when they go, I got it. I got it. You know, it's because they're like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's exciting. You know, because you know, that, that fulfills me. And then they're, they're, they're excited, you know? And so um, that's one of the you know top ways, you know? Um, and then I think it's just, um, I think it's just, Hmm. I'm, I'm speechless now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the last question is like, you're a walking miracle, but the last question is where has love created a miracle in your life? Well, um, first and utmost, you know, healing myself, that was the, that was the utmost miracle. But I think, um, you know, the, uh, another miracle was, um, learning to follow my intuition. You know I mean? That's, that's what I did when I healed myself, but, but to consistently do that, you know, um, another miracle that happened was, was meeting my wife, the love of my life. Um, and the, the story behind that is, you know, uh, I met her out dancing, which, you know, yeah. You know, and you, and you see the reactions like, Really, you met somebody out dancing? That I think that's the right. best way to meet someone because I love to dance, and <laughs> yeah. I always am envisioning meeting my partner on a dance floor because that would mean that we would dance. Well, you know, we would have a dancing relationship. <laughs> exactly, and that's what we have. Yeah, it's so perfect. Yeah, I, I'm glad. So yeah, I, I um I I love to dance. You know, I and I learned that. You know, I talk about that in my book, learning how to dance, and it changed my life. So um, but you know, I love to dance. So I went out dancing one night. And it was this place called Shabooms and it's for an older crowd. And, you know, and I'd been going there for a long time and, and I loved it because people go there because they like to dance. You know, it's not like it's some kind of a pickup joint or something, you know, and I never really met anybody there. I just went and danced and enjoyed myself and went home. And this night, something said, you know, you're going to meet somebody. And I went, okay. And so, and I, I always, you know, so I went in and I had dinner early and, and I always sit in the back of the dance floor because you get a, good panoramic view of the whole thing and there's a nice cool you know fan there you know so and so i'm sitting there and you know i'm sipping my beer and and all of a sudden oops all of a sudden um you know the little voice inside says you know get up and go sit up front and i go no i'm not sitting up front this is my place this is where i sit so i can you know this is where i always sit and it's and it said no get up and go sit up front so i said okay so I got up and went up in front and sat. So I'm sitting on this stool and all of a sudden, you know, this woman walks in and walks by me and I go, wow, that's, you know, I'm going to have to ask that lady to dance later on. You know, and she looks, you know, she had very good energy, you know? So, I'll, you know, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden she, she comes back over and she goes, Hey, aren't you that gymnastics guy? And I went, what? I like, what is it stamped on my forehead? You know, I'm like, how do you, I go, how do you know that? You know? Well, she had taken her son to my gym. She didn't know it was my gym, but she took her son to my gym. So anyway, uh, and I, she goes, by the way, you're sitting in my chair. And I go, really? And at this place, you know, they had name tags on, on the stool stuff. And I turn around and the, and the name tag says, Joe. And I said, funny, you don't look like a Joe. And then she goes, and then we started laughing. And then we started talking. And then I warned her, I said, you know, like, um, you know, I, I would like, to, you know, I'd like to go out dancing with you when, when good music starts, you know? And she goes, yeah, I'd love that. You know, I said, I just want to warn you that once I get dancing, you know, I don't, I'm not going to come off the dance floor because I love to dance. And she goes, yeah, yeah. So about 10 dances later, she goes, okay, I got to sit down. <laughs> and I go, okay. So anyway, you know, we've been together ever since. <laughs> what kind of dancing is it? Uh, you know, just the, 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 the 60s and 70s music, the old rock and roll. Oh, OK. You know, so free dancing. Yeah. But I but I in school, you know, in, in college, I took ballroom dancing. So I know how to do all of the, the waltz and the, and the cha-cha and, you know, and the swing dance and, you know, nice. West Coast swing and everything. So and I taught her how to do all of those, you know, so we dance together, too. So it's it's. 
it's been great. I, I love it. You're giving me inspiration. <laughs> yes. I, I think, you know, you set your intention. I think you're going to meet your person on the dance floor. <laughs> I do. Th I do. I, I'm obsessed with salsa and um, oh, yeah. merengue and all of that. And so I've always wanted a partner that was a salsa dancer so we can go travel the world and dance salsa. <laughs> well, I think you're going to do that. You, you know, you have the power to do that and just set your intention and watch it happen. I'll let you know. You'll be invited to the wedding. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll set my intention for the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I feel like my cheeks are sore because I've been smiling so much. <laughs> same here. <laughs> oh my God. I love this conversation so much. How can people find you if they want to reach out to you personally or go to your website? Um, I know you mentioned the book, but just say it again so people can yeah, yeah. Um, they can go to GaryBuckman.com and it's B-U-C-K-M-A-N-N, -N, two N's. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to uh, get the book, you can go to BrokenToBrilliant.com. Okay. Well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm sending you so much love. This has been an amazing conversation and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you do because you're making a big difference in the world. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.